Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us again for uh, our uh, podcast, Fitting the Pieces, part of the Pieces of the Puzzle Ministry. Um, it's been a couple months since we've talked to y'all, but life's been kind of crazy, and busy. We've both me and my, my wife Michelle, which is here joining me tonight. Good evening. Uh, again, my and my name is Rusty Berry for y'all that's first time joining us. But like a lot of y'all, we've had to deal with some changes in our life as far as with our jobs and just personal lives. A lot of it first because of just how our jobs have kind of been crazy uh, going into February and then in the last month dealing with the coronavirus, which I'm not going to talk a lot about that tonight because we've all been impacted by yes. it. But it's just, uh, we can just say that just like everyone else, it's kind of, you know, kind of changed our routines a little bit. So We've been in quarantine. So it's kind of caused us to where we've been kind of slow getting the podcast going, but we're kind of getting that back and rolling and we just y'all that have listened to our podcast so far we just thank y'all for doing so and again if you want to be able to ask us anything ask some questions or uh, want us to kind of be be aware of some stuff going on feel free to shoot us an email and what is our email address michelle uh pieces of the puzzle ministries at gmail.com okay and um we just wanted to let y'all know that april is still uh autism awareness month and just like everything else the coronavirus stuff has affected a lot of the walks and the things you know festivities going on for that but we just want to let you know we're still here uh uh you know if there's something we need to promote or kind of share just feel free to let us know or get on our facebook page and share it you know with us on there and we're more than happy to promote you know anything positive that's going on as far as with the autism in autism awareness right now because good news is something that all of us could probably use right now Definitely, and something yeah. different than another uh article about coronavirus and how it's impacted people um i will say one thing i did think it was neat with this month to see is you know despite all that's going on and where our mindset has been it was kind of cool to see earlier this month that white house light up yes, bright blue cool. to celebrate autism awareness month so so, despite all the crazy that we're all going through, uh, it's, you know, we're pressing on. God is still good. And, again, we're here to kind of promote uh, autism awareness, but also just other special need things that are going, uh, needs and other, just, you know, what's going on in, you know, in kind of that realm of life. Um, tonight, what we're going to do in this podcast and our next podcast, we wanted to do something a little different and it's something we've been wanting to do for the last couple months is we wanted to uh, give Michelle and I the opportunity to kind of just share our testimony with you a little bit about who we are uh, and our relationship with the Lord and how our relationship has been impacted by autism within the journey with our son Sam. Um, As most of y'all know when y'all have heard us uh, talk and if you followed our Facebook a big thing that we're wanting to do is again we're wanting to promote different special needs organizations we also want to kind of show uh, different resources that are out there for people whether it's uh, religious base or um, secular base as far as where people can get help and kind of get connected with other people that are going through the same journey that they are but as I kind of mentioned a couple of times already but a big thing that a key in our drive is our faith in Jesus Christ and, and that's something that as we're going in this journey and as we, we we meet interact with other people 
we want to be able to encourage people that there is still there is a God that He does love us. He loves you know our family members. He, he created them the way that they are, and you know this journey isn't easy always, and it can be hard. But we know that we have a God that is there to love us, and we want to be also be there to be people that can depend on to pray for y'all and pray for different people that are you know going through these difficult journeys. And so we tonight we're going to talk to Michelle about her journey, her faith journey, uh, from you know when she was little till now. And so if you just want to bear with us, we'll kind of uh, just do that tonight with Michelle, and then our next podcast we'll let her kind of interview me. So good. so to get started, we'll kind of start at the beginning, and we'll just kind of see if Michelle, if you don't mind, we can you tell us about your background as far as. How you became, how you came to know the Lord, and just uh, you know, in your early life, you know, what has faith meant to you? I'm very fortunate and very thankful that I have two parents that love the Lord, and they instilled that in me from the very beginning of my life. Uh, there's little videos you can find of me when I was about two, where I'm singing "Jesus Loves Me" and. Jesus has always been a presence in my life, even before I made the commitment to follow him. They took us to church. We were always there. It's just always been very much a part of my life. At the age of, when I was about seven, my parents shared the illustration of us being on one side and God being on the other and how that gap is bridged by the cross. And then asked us if we wanted to make that commitment which I did but I feel like at the time I kind of made it because my sister made it and I didn't completely understand what I was doing and for several years in my teens I struggled with a lot of doubt like was that real did I really make that commitment to God I didn't feel like I had that it was real I'd say probably the summer 1997 at youth camp I just really felt God saying you need to make this faith your own This is not just your parents' faith. I want you to make this faith your own and to follow me. And I really felt like at that time that I did. And once I did that, all the doubts went away. And I cannot tell you how much my faith has... I mean, it's shaped pretty much my entire life. I seek God's wisdom on so many things in my life on a daily basis. And I read the Word. I really try to be in the word on a daily basis and I make that very important and I'm just so very very thankful for the gift of salvation and I just love the Lord more than I could ever say okay uh, and next question or uh, topic I kind of wanted to discuss with you Michelle is a lot of y'all that know us personally y'all know that when me and Michelle were first married we kind of had a struggle trying to get pregnant and being able to have start a family and so I just kind of wanted to see if you wouldn't mind sharing how your faith was impacted with that journey, you know, that time it took us to to be able to to try to f- see if God was going to let us start a family up to the point when we finally realized we weren't going to have Sam. Can you kind of explain kind of what, where you were, what, what your mindset was there and that, and kind of where God took you during that time? probably a couple years into our marriage probably 2007 that we started considering having a family and we were really excited about that and looking forward to 
to having children and didn't really anticipate we would have any issues. Well, a year went by, and a couple years went by, and still nothing had happened. And we were just wondering what was going on. Uh, we went to my doctor and we talked with her and had some testing done. And it actually came back to show that we were dealing with infertility. And that was not something that either one of us was prepared for. We were both pretty, that rocked our world pretty hard, I have to say. And so we went, started going to infertility doctor. And probably about a year after we started going to her, we decided we wanted to do a procedure that would hopefully help us start a family. Well, that procedure, unfortunately, did not work. And I won't say that it was a miscarriage, and I would never, ever say that it was, because it was not. And I would never discount any woman that's had a miscarriage, because it's, it's a totally different thing. But it was still a loss. It was a loss of dreams that we had. We were so hopeful that it was going to work, and when it didn't, I won't say that I lost my faith in God. I would never say that. But to say it didn't rock my faith would be a lie. I was just... I'm like, God, this is something that we have wanted for so long, and we both follow you. Why can we not have this? We just wanted it so badly. It was something we both just yearned for. I mean, with every aspect of our being, we yearned for this, and we wanted it so badly. And for probably about four years, Mother's Day was probably a holiday that I... I hate to say it, I hated it. Not because I didn't want to celebrate my own mom, because I love her and she's wonderful, but it was a painful reminder to me that I was not a mom. And that was something that I wanted so badly, so much. And after we had that procedure, just some things happened that we just really couldn't pursue that anymore, more for a financial reasons than anything. Then we started looking toward the possibility of adoption. And we really pursued that hard and really were feeling God's leading there. And one of our conversations I remember that we had, we were eating dinner at a restaurant here where we live. And I remember you told me, honey, that you said that you really felt led that if we were to have a son that you wanted to name him Samuel because he would be a gift from God to us. And Samuel actually means... God heard. So we just knew whenever we would ever have a child, whether it was adoption or by some miracle naturally, that if we had a little boy, that's what we were going to name him. And we made that commitment. Well, we went through the whole process and we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And I wouldn't say we'd completely given up on having a child of our own naturally, but we pretty much had. We didn't expect it was going to happen. We just, we thought adoption was the way God was leading us. That's how we felt we were supposed to go. And I'll even add the caveat. We were even, when we started the adoption process, we had a lot of people that kept telling us the, you know, just, you know, the stories about they knew people that tried to get the adoption process and all of a sudden they were, you know, expecting a baby. And, you know, it's kind of good to hear, but, you know, we had gone through this infertility uh, journey long enough that we were just, 
at the point to where uh, we'll see it when we believe it because it just it didn't seem like at that point that that was going to happen. But anyway, um, you know, to continue, we were we kind of were on the kind of on the waiting list for the adoption. Was it for about two years? Uh, about a year and a half, I would say, from when we started the process okay. to through all of the waiting. And and I would say probably part of the reason why it seemed like we were on that waiting list so long is we did go through a private Christian agency, and probably if we went went through maybe the state agency, it they might could have matched us pretty quick. But it just is one of those things. Every was about every six months mm-hmm. that we had a follow up, and they kind of let people know who had the moms that had looked at our profiles to see. Uh, you know, if they thought we were a good match for their kid, it got to where it's just kind of, I kind of felt like, I guess people weren't liking us. Yeah, I guess so. But do you want to continue? Kind of, we, we were on that journey, uh, like she said, for about a year and a half, and all of a sudden, we got the unexpected good news. You kind of want to kind of elaborate on how that went and kind of how you felt. Yeah. It was probably around the 1st of November of 2012. I just started noticing I wasn't feeling real great. And it was weird because I had been working out, eating right, exercising, really working hard at that. And I'd been feeling really good. And all of a sudden, I was just exhausted. I was tired all the time. And for ladies, I had the obvious signs, was wondering what's going on, what's going on with me. And I remember around Thanksgiving, I was real moody, and my mom and sister were just on my case about it. And when I told them the possibility that I wondered if I could be pregnant, needless to say, they were both extremely elated. And a couple of days later, I bought a test, and I was laying in bed. It was about 3.30 at night, and Rusty was actually working at the time. And I'm like, I have to know. This is driving me crazy. I just have to know. When I saw that test, y'all, I can't tell you how joyful I was. It's just like God was bringing all of our dreams to pass at last. And I just, I couldn't go back to sleep that night because I was just so in awe of God and what he had done for us. I remember I called Rusty and I told him, and he pretty much knew when I called what the news was. And he's not normally a a crier, but he told me that night that he did cry, but tears of joy because he was just so thankful that God was answering our prayers. Yeah, and if y'all know my background, I grew up uh, Pentecostal, and that was probably one time after I got off the phone with her, there was kind of like a Pentecostal revival kind (laughs) of. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. Type moment. It would have been then that night, but anyway, it was a it was a great time for Michelle and I. I would say at this time, and to to kind of keep the the story going, Michelle, I just kind of want to before we go into the next uh, question I have for you, I wanted to know up to that point, had you had much interaction with either people that were autistic or any people that were that you would classify special needs up to that point and kind of just kind of what was your interaction and kind of, I guess kind of 
I guess interaction is the best word I have for that. Right. But kind of up before up to that time, what was your prior experience of that? Well, it was October of 2013. I actually started working for our school district here, and I worked with the choir program. And over the course of a couple of years, I encountered two or three kids that had autism. And I thought it was definitely very quirky, and they acted very strange. And I just, I'll be honest, I didn't understand what they were really going through. And I hate to say, once I left school for the day I didn't really think much more about it and I hate to say that but it's just it's just the truth at the time and they were great kids very sweet kids but very obvious that they dealt with some very real issues okay so so both of us at the before we had Sam we, we've had probably minimal exposure would you say to mm-hmm. autism yes. and, and special needs yes and so that's kind of both of our backgrounds, and I'll even go into, well, really mine's about, my experience is about the same as Michelle's on that aspect of life. Um, so, we had Sam in July of 2013, uh, mm-hmm. and everything, as far as that first year or so, everything was pretty normal, I would say, for the most part. Yes. Um, and if y'all have heard us talk before, our biggest sign that we do that we were dealing with something is uh, Sam's big delay in speech and so we went through the process of the testing and all that kind of stuff you know the hearing testing and we did that probably for his first two years of his life a couple of times even you know talking about all the delay could be because of two uh he needs tubes in his ears but every time we went to the doctor you know he had an infection they said you know if he had another one then they might look at tubes but he didn't have Sam never had them that often to really justify getting tubes. Mm-mm. So that was, in a nutshell, kind of the basic summary is those first couple of years. For the most part, we seemed like he was just a typical baby and infant, but it's probably about the age of two is when we really kind of realized there was something different going on. Right. So, which we can kind of talk about the characteristics of what Sam autism and kind of, you know, diagnosing that. Some other time, but for the sake of uh, this podcast, Michelle, I kind of wanted just to kind of see once we started that journey, Sam's autism journey, how did that affect you spiritually? I'll admit at first that I lived in a pretty strong state of denial about what Sam was going through. I could see everything going on in front of me, but I just didn't want to accept it. And I couldn't make peace with it in my heart. And I really struggled with that. And I feel like you really came to an acceptance of it before I even really could. But I just remember there was one night that we were sitting at the dinner table. And Rusty was trying to coax Sam to get out of his chair. Well, all Sam would do was repeat every word that Rusty said. He did not try to engage him in conversation. He didn't answer back, and that went on for a good 30 minutes. Well, it was almost like God was saying, Michelle, you have to come to grips with this. You have to accept this. This is your new reality. And it was really hard for me to do that. But it's kind of like God got a hold of me that night, and we started to, we started pursuing therapy for Sam and getting him the help that he needed. And I remember 
when we got the autism diagnosis, I remember when I heard the words at the time, I didn't really cry. I didn't really shed a lot of tears. I do remember that night we went to church. I think all the emotions of the day, I've just been holding them in. And I had a friend that came up and just started to hug on me. And the dam just let loose. I mean, I knew what we were dealing with. I was making peace with it. But it was still hard. Because it's a loss of dreams, y'all. I mean, Sam is an absolutely wonderful, beautiful child. And I love him more than anything in this world. But when your child gets an autism diagnosis, it's the loss of dreams that you had for them. Because they're not, not everything's going to come easy for them. And there's going to be struggles, and there's going to be difficulties, and there's going to be unknowns. It's just hard. And I've just had to realize that God is in the middle of all this. And he, he knows what we struggle with. He knows our pain. He knows we're not alone. And he is with us. And I just have to remember every day that God loves Sam even more than I do, and I love Sam a lot. So I know he loves him more than even I could ever love him. And I'll kind of add on there right quick, what you talked about, the loss of dreams. And it's something I think probably all special needs families, parents deal with. It's not a one-time thing that you deal with the the loss or, you know, mm-hmm. the experiences. It's when a kid should reach a certain milestone in their life. That's something I've learned. Honestly, the older that Sam gets, uh, that I'll say like as a dad, and I never was a great athlete, but I do like sports. And that Sam's at that age to where a lot of kids at that age are either doing uh, youth league foot, uh, or youth league soccer or doing t-ball, uh, little, bas- little dribblers basketball. That's what we have in our area. And it's, you know, little milestones like that, which in the big scheme of things are not that important, but I know just it's not realistic that I'm going to experience that with Sam. And then it's kind of one of those two, you kind of come to grips with where Sam is and who he is and a lot of things. But I have to admit, one milestone that's kind of hard for me is when you see a toddler, you know, an 18-month-old or a two-month-old baby, and they're speaking sentences and our six-and-a-half-year-old is still not, or he's about at that same level as an 18-month-old. You know, it's one of those things you kind of, those feelings do kind of flare up almost every time. So, you know, it's one of those things, those loss of dreams. It's not just a one-time thing. It's stuff that, and it's unexpected things. It's little trivia things, trivial things that come up sometimes that kind of trigger that. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I actually read a book about a year or two ago. It was called Unexpected Blessings, and it's by Sandra Peoples, and she's an autism mom herself. And she talks about the grief journey and that it's a cycle, that you're not just going to get over it one day and it's going to be over. It's going to come in waves, and there are going to be days that are just hard for you, and you have to learn to come to grips with that grief. Because it's not, I mean, it's not the loss like a, someone passing away but it's a loss it's the loss of dreams like we've talked about it's just the loss of things that you hoped for your child might happen and you have to as she says in her book come up with a plan b and we've definitely had to learn how to come up with a plan b in this journey and i got kind of a this could be 
kind of a sticky question because of what we've seen sometimes on YouTube and on the internet. But when it comes to your relationship with God and autism and Sam, have you accepted that autism is just part of what God has designed for Sam? Or is it one of those, you know, like I said, one of the reasons why my fire kind of lit up to be able to try to help other people that are in the same boat that we are is when, as you know this, but uh, that, you know, the first time I put in autism ministry on YouTube and just saw a lot of the stuff that came up was, you know, a lot of the faith healers supposedly that could be able to kind of treat it almost like as a demonic spirit that people had, you know. But anyway, I know a lot of people for autism. And so I'm, so I'm being long-winded basically to come back to you and said, have you accepted that that's, or are you where you think that that's part of what who Sam is God designed, or is it something that you still pray that that can be lifted from him? That is kind of a it's a tough question. Are there days that I wish Sam was just like any other kid? I absolutely do, but. That little boy is so sweet and so joyful and so happy and incredibly smart. And the way I see autism, it is not all of who Sam is. It is a small part of his life. It is something he has to deal with every day, yes. And that's probably not going to change. But I truly feel like God entrusted Sam to us for a reason. And he felt like that we were the parents that he needed to have. And I'm not praying for the autism to be lifted from him. I'm praying that God would be glorified through it. And I think that's the right attitude that parents that are in our situation and similar situations probably have to have. And I think all of us, to a degree, if we're honest, if there was a way that we do for sure, 100%, Yes. That you could be cure autism or the little, uh, the impact that autism has as far as in processing and stuff like that. Or four hours would be speech. Yes. I say that would be the big one for me. If all of a sudden, if the next day, you know, God just something to, there was a complete 180 as far as where we are on that and something on that happened, I think we both would welcome that. Right. But at the same time, I just don't think it's something that uh, I think I think you hit it on uh, the head pretty good there. Um, I know we're kind of getting long, a little long winded, but I kind of wanted to see have there been any kind of scriptures that you've really kind of held dear while you've been in this journey. Well, probably my favorite scripture would be Philippians four six and seven, where it talks about. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, give your praise to God. And that's in everything. There's no stipulation over one situation or another. Do not worry about anything. Give it to God constantly. And that's something I pretty much have to do every day with Sam, is just give him to God and know that God has him. There's also a story, I think it's in the book of John, that talks about a, a blind man and that Jesus came on this blind man and they asked 
the disciples asked Jesus, is this a punishment or something his parents did? And Jesus said, no, this is so the glory of God could be magnified through him. And that's what I want more than anything is for God to be glorified through Sam and through his story. And the most important thing that I can do as his mom is to lead him to God. Even more than anything we're doing on this autism journey, that to me is the most important thing that I can do. Because we read the Bible to Sam, we pray with him, we talk about Jesus, he goes to church with us, and he worships. He knows who Jesus is. Even if he can't express it verbally, he knows. And I pray one day that he is able to make that decision for himself. And that is even more than him learning to speak. That's my greatest desire for that little boy. Yeah. I think that that's pretty awesome. And I think that's the right. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, Michelle. And to kind of wrap up, is there just, is there one thing you, I think you kind of touched on it with your answer right there, but before we kind of leave, this is there something that you've kind of really learned through this journey so far and then something that you kind of hope you could use this to kind of help others going forward i think i've definitely learned that just because you follow christ it doesn't mean it's going to be easy i think we get it in our minds that if we live a certain way and do certain things that god owes us stuff god doesn't owe us anything y'all we owe him everything he gave his son on the cross that we could have salvation through him if he couldn't spare his own son what makes us think that he's going to give us special treatment we're going to go through struggles we're going to go through difficulties but it's all on how we respond to those struggles and difficulties and God has been good to us even though we've had struggles and we've had things happen God has been with us every step of the way he's never left our side and I just pray that people will know that no matter what they're walking through, God is always with you and he will never let you go. You may not always understand what you're going through. Believe me, some days I don't get it. And I'm asking God, why? Why are we dealing with this? Why is my child dealing with this? We don't get it. But regardless of that, God, you're still faithful and you're still good. And we're going to keep believing and we're going to keep trusting you. And it's interesting Michelle said that because it seems like one of the big topics that I think both of us, the Lord, has led us to in the last several months is kind of doing Bible studies and in Scripture dealing with basically when life doesn't seem fair. And the fact is life isn't fair. And and so I think, you know, sometimes that's kind of, you know, when we go through tough journeys and stuff like that, it is kind of hard to understand why we're going through it. But as Michelle said, you know, we do have a God that is faithful. Yes. You know, and I I don't want to get, you know, get involved in doing a lot of cliches right here. But, you know, we just know that, you know, there's a God there. I'll always go to one of the verses in the last, I'd say, the year and a half, two years, or stories that's really kind of, Reach or minister to me is the about the faith of the size of a mustard seed, and I remember as a kid I kind of saw it more as almost like you know the small faith made you where you turned into like Superman type you know yeah. visual that I had in my life. But actually, I kind of see it that sometimes you get through life when life is so tough and there's things that you just don't understand that all the faith that you have 
is that faith the size of a mustard seed, meaning that right. you're almost at your wit's end, but you haven't given up. Right. And that's when God can really minister and impact your life. Exactly. But uh, I appreciate Michelle sharing her side tonight. And as we go on, we'll have, you know, we'll probably go into more depth as far as our journeys, what we've experienced and stuff like that. But we just kind of wanted to give y'all a little bit of a background and kind of know who we are personally. And that was Michelle's uh, testimony. And our next uh, uh, podcast that we have, I guess I'll kind of share my, uh, kind of my, you know, my journey that we've experienced with uh, our son and autism and where we are now. And again, if y'all ever have any kind of topics you want us to kind of take on, if y'all, there's some of y'all out here that have some interesting testimonies, again, feel free to get a hold of us either through our Facebook page or through our email, which, what is it again, Michelle? Pieces of the Puzzle Ministries at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook at Pieces of the Puzzle Ministries. So until next, that next time, we thank you for listening to our podcast and we're praying for you. We're praying for your family. And God bless. And God is good.